Brewing with Style is brought to you by Northern Brewer with fast shipping, expert advice, and all the ingredients and equipment you need to make the best beer possible. Visit them today at northernbrewer.com. This is the Brewing Network's Brewing with Style, hosted by Jamil Zanishev and Mike Tasty McDole, along with special guest Jonathan Plise. Now, here's Jamil. Hey, howdy, hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters. <laughs> Hi, Jamil. Hey, Tasty. Hi, everybody out there. Thanks for tuning in. Tasticles. Taste the story about tasting. This is a great show if you uh, like to taste beer. <laughs> oh yeah, we're missing our our, uh, our novice taster tonight. I don't see his presence in the room. Scott. Yes, yeah, Scott. Scott the Jew. No, we have another another person here. Uh, <laughs> Equally ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> fully fully ignorant that we could uh, utilize for the ignorant uh, okay. viewpoint on uh, tasting beer. Um, fully ignorant. Just been at it a lot, a lot longer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But. Fully ignorant. Uh, and our plan is to uh, ride you like a uh, rented uh, board op. <laughs> As we do Moscow. So yes, this right. is part of the stick. Good. Yeah. Uh, it's going to give me a good idea of how Moscow is treated anyway. Yeah. So I can. Yeah, so it's it's uh, yeah. HR complaints. You yeah, can, yeah, that way you I can want to file them. See if I need to give him that raise he's been requesting. <laughs> yes. Like, like a baby treats a diaper. You you are in for a treat. <laughs> Excellent. Steamy, schmeary treat. <laughs> Well, I, I was happy to be back a couple minutes ago. Well, we'll, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. And that, that feeling has faded yeah, by now. Already. already. I think we're 35 seconds into the show. There you go. Um, that's right. Yeah. No, it's good to be back in the saddle with you, Jamil. It's been <laughs> a while. Is it bright in here? I feel like. Uh... Yeah, I cranked up the lights. Sorry, I was on like a video meeting earlier. Oh, nice. The lights are uh, on. I'll, I'll fix that for you. I'll go, I'll go back to tasty lighting here in a yeah, second. Yeah, I like the mood lighting. <laughs> yeah. Whether it puts me to sleep or keeps me awake. Whatever it is, it puts me where I want to be. Yes. I look, I look better with with the better. Me mood too. Lighting. Yeah, me too. I like bars with low my, lights. My Michael Jackson thing isn't as evident in the in the lighter in yeah. the dimmer lighting. Yeah, I just found out that uh, Jay Z has Michael Jackson disease. If you'd listen to the show, you'd know. <laughs> really? I mean, you're actually black. Every, yeah, that's, that's what I said. I was like, "Are you telling me that before I met you ten years ago, you were black?" Right. Right. No. Uh, no. Usually, people go, "What? You have Parkinson's?" I'm like, "No, no, no, not that Michael Jackson." <laughs> <laughs> the other the one, other. There. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the kind, the kind of disease you get from touching little kids. That kind of thing. Oh, yeah. is, yeah. is that well, what that makes sense? Then sure. So the doctors. Yeah. Told I know a lot. I knew a lot about you. Right, right, right yeah. <laughs> so they said there's only that's, one way you get this, Mister <laughs> Zana Chef. That's what they said. They go, hey, <laughs> you obviously have been doing something inappropriate. That's right. I'm like, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I knew I should have checked Megan's Law before I hired you to do these shows. <laughs> yeah, we should do background checks on these shows. Right, right. Oh. Um, well, and I, other doctor stuff, I had to go, and I'm I'm going to Japan after the... the uh, National Brewers Conference. The Home Brewers Conference. Yeah. Uh, I am going to uh, Japan for a week, and then uh, South Korea for a week. Oh, you can stay over there and do... T- Two uh, countries. Yes. Wow. Two countries. One cup. Yes. We're uh, going to go there. And uh, so I had to get uh, a bunch of vaccines. Hepatitis A, B. Oh, you had these shots this time. Apparently, I don't have hepatitis A and B at this point. They tested you for it. <laughs> then they gave you the shots to prevent it. Good that question. Do they <laughs> test you first? No. I no, just they just look at you. You don't look too yellow. They're to like, me. yeah, you're not yellow enough. And then uh, Typhoid. 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 For typhoid, what they give you is these little pills 
with live typhoid in it. <laughs> They're like, here, wow. keep them in the refrigerator. The, you don't want to kill the typhoid. You don't want to kill the typhoid. <laughs> <laughs> or do I? <laughs> yeah. And then... And they go ahead and you know swallow this on an empty stomach. It gets down into the uh, into the small intestine. Oh, yeah. Wow! And then it it comes apart and and drops live typhoid into your small intestine. And do they right. say like you're gonna feel strange for a few days? Or it was a little. I I had this odd you know uh, dry cough. And uh, the other day I had the horrible shits, so I don't know. It's you know could be related. <laughs> yeah, yeah, could be related. Definitely could be. Yeah. Yeah. That the Burger King you had for lunch. It could be. It could be. Um, but uh, yeah, they give you live typhoid. So what's to stop somebody from like you know taking the live typhoid and and growing it up in a right. you know in an yeah, Erlenmeyer on the stir plate yeah, and then a bomb or something like yeah, that. dropping it into the uh, the yeah. local water supply or yeah, something really. and uh, killing the whole population. Right. What the heck? That does but, seem pretty irresponsible. Yeah. <laughs> right. Here's some capsules with live typhoid. I mean, at the very least, to make you take them right there in the office in front of them. Right. You know. Right. It's for safety measures, yeah. security measures. I think you have to take they give They give you... I, I had to take that, too, when I went to Panama, and I remember them. I had to take, like, a series. Like, yeah. Take, it's, like, it's one tablet every, every other like, day yeah. for four days. Yeah. I felt and terrible. They, oh, yeah? Do they test you to see if you're immune then, or just take your word... Fourth of yeah, they cough in your face and go, hey, all right, how do you feel now? <laughs> Pretty much it. That's just it. You're, wow. you're on the honor system to take the tablets. Uh, right, right, right. Uh, well, if you want to live. you don't want to get typhoid either. But, right. Uh, and, and the question is, they go, ah, you know, you may not need any of this. You know, it depends. You plan on, like, eating in the hotel or, what were you, eating? you know, well, they go, are you an adventurous eater? I'm like, <laughs> well, I don't know. You know, if there's something that looks interesting, I will put it in my mouth. So does that qualify me as an adventurous eater? I'd say yes. Right. So they're like, well, you got to get the typhoid. You got to get the hepatitis. And then they have Japanese. The CDC has a Japanese encephalitis warning for Japan and for uh, South Korea. It is apparently monsoon season and it's quite um, damp over there. And so there's a lot of mosquitoes and this encephalitis. And so... I'm like, okay, how about the Japanese encephalitis vaccine? Like, yeah, you know, just avoid getting bit by any mosquitoes. Don't go out at night. Wear long <laughs> sleeves. Use, you know, insect repellent. Don't open the window in your hotel. Right. Or just give me the vaccine. <laughs> so like, so here's a fly swatter. Good luck. Right. <laughs> I mean, all- how are you going to stop that one that bites you and gets you? What are you doing? Right. I'm already coming down there. You already stabbed me with a needle for the hepatitis. Go ahead and stab me with another one for the yeah. uh, Japanese Seriously. encephalitis. That's a it's a it's a weird thing to me that they right. wouldn't just give it to you. It's like, well, you know, we covered you for two out of the three. <laughs> uh, don't worry about it. You know, if something goes wrong, we'll know what it is. <laughs> it's like you're an experiment, yeah. <laughs> right? Right. So, uh, yeah, it was very interesting. I'm uh, now. W- what is the beer situation that you're going to South Korea for, uh, and Japan for that matter? Uh, heretic. Okay. Do you already sell beer in both of those countries? We do. Okay. We have been for, for a while in Japan, uh, and uh, uh, we're getting up there on a bit for uh, South Korea. Okay. And I'll tell you, they move a lot of beer. Do they? They do. They uh, they t- you take like a container load. and. So how and many, the- give me an example, how many barrels of beer a year are you sending to South Korea? Uh, at the current rate. At the current rate, um, 
if it doesn't pick up, maybe 600, 800 barrels, something like that. Wow, that is a lot of beer. Yeah, and then if it if it picks up, um, you know they they'll take like a hundred barrels at a pop every every couple of weeks. Wow. And do you know who's buying it? Is it expats or is it South Koreans? Uh, both. Yeah. Okay. Both. And actually, I went on the the Seoul uh, Homebrewers Club Facebook page. I said, hey, you know, I'm going to be over there, and uh, anybody want to say hi? And and uh, quite an active uh, group there. Nice. Wow. We're going to do some events there with the Homebrew Club. Cool. And uh, we get some other events at uh, accounts and things like that. You know, That's exciting. Yeah. Uh, have you been to either country before? I've been to Japan back in like 1970. So yeah. It's been a little while. Was that what kind of what kind of trip was it back in 1970? Was that business or pleasure? <laughs> yeah, that was business. Yes, okay. I was. I was ten at the time, and uh, yeah, okay, it was, it was business. Yeah, business, <laughs> all business. Yeah. Hey, speaking Northern of business, you know where our favorite business is? Northern Brewer. Yeah, you betcha. They're uh, been sponsoring the show since uh, dang near day one. And uh, back when nobody sponsored shows, I think they were smart then as they are now. It's amazing. <laughs> well, if they're a little smarter, I don't know. Um, uh, maybe maybe they wouldn't be sponsoring, but uh, they still do. And I think uh, if you like the show, you should be grateful, and you should go check them out, northernbrewer.com. They've got uh, cheap shipping. They've got fresh supplies. They've got a wide range of supplies. And uh, they get them out to you at reasonable pricing, nice and quick, good people there. Uh, check them out. They have all the ingredients you need to brew the beers that we talk about on this show. So uh, check them out, northernbrewer.com. All right, today we are talking uh, cream ale, huh? Yeah, that's a lively one. Are you going to? Are you taking the 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 role of uh, our our missing police? No, no. Why don't you go ahead and do it? All, All right. right. All um, uh, it was actually better for my old man eyes with the lights even brighter. Here, but oh, uh, here, here you, uh, you want me to do it? No, that's okay. Do you want my reading glasses, Jamil? Because my eyes are going too. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine. Get you one of those magnifying glasses. Um, cream ale. Uh, aroma, uh, faint malt notes, sweet corn-like aroma, low levels DMS, commonly found. Hop aroma, low to none. Any variety of hops may be used, but uh, neither hops nor malt dominate. Faint testers may be present in some examples, but not required. No diacetyl. Um, oh, I, one, I'm going to tell you in, in Jay-Z's hero, drug corner about uh, heroin. Uh, which reminds me. Speaking of, uh, I can't I wait. Still, yeah. I, I, start, I should start doing this show again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, appearance, uh, you know, and uh, appearance, uh, pale straw, moderate gold color, usually on the pale side, low to medium head, uh, medium high carbonation, uh, uh, brilliant sparkling clarity, uh, flavor, low to medium, uh, low hot bitterness, low to moderate maltiness and sweetness, varying with gravity and attenuation. Usually well attenuated, neither malt nor hops prevail in the taste. A low to moderate corny flavor from corn adjuncts, commonly found, as is some DMS. Finish can vary from somewhat dry to faintly sweet from the corn, malt, and sugar. Faint fruity esters are optional, no diacetyl. Mouthfeel generally light and crisp, although body can reach medium, smooth mouthfeel, medium to high attenuation. High attenuation can lend a thirst-quenching finish, a crisp, a sharp finish. A high carbonation, higher gravity exams may exhibit a slight alcohol warmth. Uh, overall impression, a clean, well-attenuated, flavorful American lawnmower beer. Um, uh, classic American versions were slightly stronger and hoppier. Um, ingredients, uh, two-row, six-row, uh, uh, 
American malts, uh, adjuncts, 20% uh, up to 20% flake corn, uh, up to 20% glucose or other sugar in the boil. Uh, soft water preferred. Any variety of hops can be used for bittering and finishing because, you know, the, the hop character really is very low. I mean, if you're getting anything, it's trace amounts. This is, and, and the thing that a lot of people seem to miss is that this is like American light lager. Mm-hmm. This is like, you know, a, uh, a, you know, Bud Light, Budweiser, you know, Coors, and, uh, you know, fairly clean and crisp. And I think, uh, you know, it was made as a, an answer to, you know, the light loggers of the day. This is, you know, the ale yeah, version ale of that. Program. Right. And um, <clears throat> along with, you know, the, the, you know, the low malt levels, the low hop levels, and, uh, a, you know, a relatively, you know, clean approach to it and crisp. And all the time, you know, because it has the name cream ale, I get people sending me emails saying, how much vanilla should I add to cream ale, you know, to get that vanilla taste? Uh, you know, wow, well, you know, how much cream, how much lactose do yeah, I add? Lactose. You know, and they, they think it's like, a, you know, like cream or ice cream or something like that. And really, I don't know where the name comes from, but it's it's more, you know, think, you know, cores made with ale yeast. Yeah, it's just it's just a uh, session, a session uh, lager, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's kind of what I don't understand about the style, because then it makes me feel like what was the what's the point? Because it's kind of like it's it's a lager without being a lager, but the lager is better. It has, a, it has mm. do you see what I mean? It has more uh, at least it has more character to it. It has more of a of, of a point, really. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah. So that's what always kind of confused me about the style when I read the history that it was like, okay, it was supposed to be sort of like the American lager, mm-hmm. but less. <laughs> well, or more. Okay. It's got more. It's going to have a, a ale, uh, esters like an ale. Yeah. It's not going to have that clean. Minimal. But, okay. lager, yeah. but they'll be there. They can have some, some it's a very, you know, there's not much in this beer in terms of uh, mm-hmm. things to hide that ester. So it'll it'll be right. there. Right. Uh, corn character, that's not typically, you're going to mm-hmm. find that in uh, in the loggers, right? Mm. Some of them. Some most of them. them. Right. Yeah. So uh, some people may prefer this over a logger. It may have more character okay. and a uh, little more uh, well, body to it. It might be a little easier for somebody to make at home. Versus, yeah, yeah. You know. so you can't make a lager. You don't have the right. temperature control to do it. There's yeah. a way to make a lager-like beer. Mm-hmm. Were the original or current versions using German hops, uh, like some of the American light lagers would? Well, you certainly can. Okay. Uh, but the American light lagers, they'll use like uh, Willamette, Cascade, Cluster, uh, Cascade, whatever. Got it. Yeah, it same thing, same thing here. It's so minimal, you can't even tell what matter. it is. Right. Okay. I, would, I would suggest, though, that you could make a cream ale with a hint of... Of, you know, a German noble hop, you know, just a subtle little background note, a hint more bittering, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. You could dry hop it if you wanted to have, uh, you know, get crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be, a, it wouldn't be a cream ale. You could be say style, it's, a, but... it's a dry hopped cream ale, which right. I think I did that I once. I think I was, I was in love with Amarillo hops at the time. It's and right there. For some reason on earth, I wanted to do a cream ale, but... Of course, that wasn't enough, and so I, I think that's exactly what it was. I dry hopped it with Amarillo. That's a brewery, home brewery too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it actually came out really nice. It yeah. was a, it was right. a good beer, but you're right; it certainly wouldn't have been called a cream ale. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it, it can be a cream ale. I, I've got a uh, a dear friend of mine. 
who's who's a great brewer and uh and his uh you know his brewery uh you know turns out great beers and uh you know I, I stop by there every once in a while when i when i have a chance and uh taste taste whatever he's got on and you know he's like here try try my cream ale i'm like okay great i'm like well he goes what do you think i go all nice beer but it's a lousy cream ale. <laughs> right he, he got a little hurt on that one i think i think he, he didn't appreciate that but i'm like look look there's as you know as far as a beer goes he was talking what do you think of the style yeah, right, yeah it's a very right. nice beer sure yeah you know they, Should I, have told you it was a cream ale. i drink it i'm sure people drink a lot of it but it's not a cream ale and he said well uh you know i beg to differ it it oh. you know fits the style guidelines i'm like oh yeah the style guidelines, it, and we've talked about this before. The problem is people will, you know, read them and read specific words in there, and then say, "Well, that applies." It's like you know, if you but not if take you, the whole picture, you mean? Yeah, if you described an elephant and had never seen an elephant, you know, from the description, could you actually make an elephant? You know, nah. You know, it's it's very difficult. You know, you have to. And I'm like, you know, it's it, it's got too much malt character. It's got you know too much body. It's got too much going on in it. You know, it's a nice beer, but not a good cream ale. It's not not got that crispness, right. that that uh, you know dryness that uh, a good uh, cream ale example will have because of the the corn and the uh, the simple sugars and good attenuation stuff like that. Okay, well let's do this. Uh, let's take a short break, and when we come back, we'll uh, have been tasting our uh, examples uh, that uh, I guess Justin brought to us this time instead of instead of Scott. You you went out uh, five minutes before the show and got us some examples? <laughs> I did discover that that's how the show has been run for a period of time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Beer was sent in to us by some wonderful listeners uh, right. this time. And uh, I think because a lot of times apparently we were having trouble finding styles locally, certainly styles mm-hmm. in good mm-hmm. condition. So I don't know if you guys have done this on the regular, but I think it's nice to have listeners involved. Uh, because, oh, yeah. for example, because of, of this listener who we'll talk about and thank in the next segment, we're actually getting some beer that is listed on the style guideline oh, itself excellent. and fresh, uh, which I know is another uh, issue that comes up from time to time. So that's Absolutely. cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, We'll be back right after this. In a world where everything has been lost. What happened to the city? It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. Uh, I need a drink. No, the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? (laughs) Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. (laughs) I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. Come with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm going to need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's going to get us wasted. Someone start heating water. From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you massive selection and superior customer service comes the Home Brewer.
want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious. Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like... Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer, whether for yourself or as a gift, when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the BrewingNetwork.com. For nearly 40 years, one organization has had your back. The American Homebrewers Association. Are you a member? <laughs> Why not? Join the more than 40,000 brewers who enjoy all the American Homebrewers Association has to offer. Like Zymergy Magazine, in print and online, plus the Zymergy app. Zymergy is the leading publication for amateur brewers around the world. Supporters also get member deals at their local breweries, bars, and homebrew shops. These alone quickly pay for your membership. You'll also get great member-only resources at homebrewersassociation.org and access to AHA events like the National Homebrewers Conference and the National Homebrew Competition. The American Homebrewers Association promotes the hobby of homebrewing, protects the interests of homebrewers, and brings beer lovers together become a member today it costs less than a batch of beer and gives back so much more visit homebrewersassociation.org you're listening to brewing with style on the brewing network now back to jamil tasty and please it's brewing with style all right we're back we are enjoying some fine examples of uh, <coughs> the cream ale style, um, kindly Run provided by a lovely listener who shall remain nameless. <laughs> no, I think I have this name here somewhere. Uh, um, well, he emailed me and said, uh, hey, you know, if I heard, you know, because we skipped doing the cream ale show because we didn't have cream ales. Got it. Okay. And we mentioned it, and he's like, hey, I'll send you some. So is that Nick? 
the homebrew because three sure. people three people sent us beer for this show. Oh, and I think I think we should call out this show for an okay. error that was made as yes. well. All right. Okay. So homebrewer uh, Nick Matifer. Um, all right. Mm-hmm. Nick sent in not only commercial examples of this beer, but, but also fine homebrew that we're, we're his, his, have in front of us. Yes, his cream ale homebrew <laughs> that is supposed to be in front of us. All right. Now let me go on. I'll, I'll come back to that in one second. We also want to thank uh, James McNulty and Gary Lyons, who also sent in commercial examples. Excellent. Now, when I came in today to uh, fill in producing the program for our very own Moskowitz, uh, I was informed that all of the beer existed except for the homebrew. Uh, a little bit of investigative questioning. Uh, I, I asked, "Well, where was all of oh. where was all of the beer? Yeah. Well, it was delivered here. Oh. Okay, did at when the, you opened the box, <laughs> did all of the beer exist? Yes, it did. Yeah, don't ask questions <laughs> if you don't want <laughs> to be disappointed here. So then I go. Uh, we have a policy that beer that gets sent here mm-hmm. should not stay at the hop grenade, mm-hmm. and the reason is it's a very busy, cold box, as you know, running a commercial space, Jamil, and, and beer comes and goes, and it's just it gets in the way, and it's not going to get not only is it in the way of our staff here, but it's not going to get taken care of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it didn't leave the hop grenade; it stayed at the hop grenade in some unknown location inside the cold box. It was all together, and apparently today, when it went to be retrieved, everything was still there except for this one bottle. Of homebrew had gone missing. Well, that's not the only bottle that's not here. What? Whoever sent in that new Glarus beer also sent in a large sour new Glarus bottle. That which is also, also not, went missing? Well, I don't think it's missing per se, but it's not hmm. here. Hmm. All right. Now things are going to start to piss me off because the other one was <laughs> a, an unhappy. It's an accident that shouldn't have happened because the beer should have. Should not mm-hmm. have been here for number one. So mm-hmm. I'm a little I'm a frustrated that protocol is not being followed. Now, if beer is growing legs and walking out of my cold box, that's another story. Uh, so now we might have to get to the bottom of this. In the meantime, my personal apologies to uh, Nick that we lost your your homebrew because I think that sucks. I think you sent us in a beer that you spent time on for a show that we care about, and clearly you care enough about to send us beer, and we don't have it here in front of us to taste, and I think that just sucks. So I apologize. Nick. I think you should you know you should go ahead and award Nick the jet ski. She should be the jet ski winner. He's tonight's jet ski winner? Yes. Yes, you can mail it to him. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I'll get on that tomorrow. You're going to do that? I'll take care of it. All right. Get off the cinder blocks, put the wheels back on it. And uh, jet skis don't have I mean, what kind of operation are we running here? <laughs> Bebo's sitting in the other room with a baby in her hands. Uh, <laughs> we, we've got an uh, unconscious baby. <laughs> we've got an unconscious baby here. We can't keep a bottled beer in a beer establishment. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, what is going on around and here? And the jet ski doesn't have its wheels on it. <laughs> the jet ski, <laughs> the jet ski yeah. has no wheels. It doesn't even have wheels. There you go. <sighs> Nick, I apologize. But I, I think Nick would have been the winner yeah. had that beer made it. Uh, yeah. Yes. He so he deserves the jet ski. You think he should get it anyway? I think he should get it anyways. All right. Do you well, think tasty? Yeah, we have no choice. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, you have won the jet ski. You got the BN jet there ski. You go. It's coming your way, buddy. That's right. All right. So we don't have a homebrew example, but we do have three uh, examples that were sent to us by Nick, James, yes. and Gary. And we do thank you guys for doing that. Uh, some really nice examples. Uh, you know, the, uh, the Jenny Cream Ale. Uh, right, right there, number one on the uh, on the list. We've got the uh, 
New Glarus uh, Spotted Cow also on the list. And then we've got uh, Sweet Action from uh, Six Point. Uh, in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. And uh, That's an awesome it, while, yeah. while they do not uh, have uh, anywhere on their site uh, mention of cream ale, uh, I guess uh, rate beer listed as, as a cream ale, so we're kind of going with that. Yeah, rate beer has it that way. Uh, clearly, uh, either James, Gary, or Nick, whoever sent that example, uh, put it in that category. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it is not listed on the can as a cream ale, nor right. is it listed on their website. So in fairness to them, uh, right. we're going to judge it as a, a, as cream, a cream, cream ale today, ale. but right. they didn't say it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, and during the break, we all uh, did our, our round of tasting and... And usually what we do is we start with Scott because he knows so little uh, that uh, we do not want to affect his uh, perceptions right. by stating our opinions and just having him follow along. I think you'd have a hard time affecting anything in his brain. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. It's true. You cannot convince that boy of anything. Uh, <clears throat> however, uh, so we'll start with you, Justin. Uh, what is your impression of these as they might be to style, and uh, how would you rank them? What would be your first, second, third place? All right, so I do think that uh, at least two of them are very representative of the cream ale style, um, and I like them uh, quite a bit. I also think that they're fresh examples, which makes me want to thank our listeners one more time, um, because they, they do taste fresh and nice. Okay, uh, I started out, uh, the order I drank them in was the Genesee Cream Ale, which is the first one listed as a commercial example in the guideline. thought that's a, a very nice beer, more flavorful than I remember a cream ale being. So uh, not as dull and, and bland as I was expecting. Um, some uh, of the nice uh, yeast esters, like you mentioned, Tasty, I think come out in this one. And a little fruity, too. I don't think I'm getting any of the corn action, but I am getting some, uh, some esters and some, some fruit. Uh, then I tried the six-point beer, the Sweet Action, which I not only does it not look like a cream ale, it's darker, but it doesn't taste like one to me either. Um, it is a nice beer. It has a great name. I was at this brewery years ago, and I went and I saw it on the board, and I just remember going, people come in here and order Sweet Action. Sweet action. They're like, hey, can I get some Sweet Action? And I just thought that was a brilliant name for a beer. Mm-hmm. Um, but not really a cream ale, and uh, it's, it's a decent beer. Not my favorite. And then finally, um, the yeah, the new Glarus Spotted Cow. This one actually ends up getting my my number one vote. That would be your number one. Yeah, and, uh, and you would you would make number two New Glarus or uh, Genesee. Genesee. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the Spotted Cow is better attenuated, so it, it's it's a drier finish. It's not as estery and fruity, which makes me like it better than I than the Genesee. Hmm. Um, yeah, I just I kind of my overall impression that it it just seemed smoother and closer to what a cream ale was going for, and then on top of that, my palate just preferred it. So yeah, one, two, three. Uh, huh. Spotted cow, Genesee. <laughs> Sweet action. You're not liking... Uh, yeah, he does that all the time. You know? He could, <laughs> he, 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 he could agree with you. And he's going, and he's huh. still... Yeah. Or he changes his mind there. between yeah. the time you say it and the time he says something. No wonder everybody leaves this show. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty soon I'll be here all by myself. I'll be like, huh. Well, that's all, my that's all the entire show will be, huh. huh. <laughs> all right, so that's that's where I stand on these. All right, Tasty. All right. Well, uh, 
Yeah, I agree. Uh, the uh, sweet action, great name. Uh, I get a little. Yeah, it's uh, just obviously not a cream ale uh, or, or a cream ale like in color and aroma and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know what I'd call it. I'd call it like a uh, red lager or something. I don't know. Gonna... So is, it, is it a steam beer aroma or a yeah, common? It could be a common, maybe. A common? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say more like that than anything, actually. Yeah, you're right. Let me see what the stats are on that beer. Just, just... I could just um, Are you huh. getting any, any, any cardboard in that beer? Yeah. I thought I got a little bit. Yeah, I think I do get a little of that. Uh, just so you know, it's a 5.2% in alcohol, 34 IBUs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the SRM for folks at home, since we're trying to describe it to you, it's, they're listing it as a 13. You agree with that, Jamil? The SRM? Yeah. 13. And it look darker than that? Uh, no. No? That seems right? Okay. It looks more, it's hard to say in the studio lights, but I'd put that more as like an 8 to 10. Okay. Yeah, so the IBUs and the color are way out of the uh, cream ale range. Right. Does that land in a common range, uh, range Jamil? I'm sure, I'm sure um, it would. What do you think? Yeah, 30-something. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah common, closer to a common. Yeah, I. I all right, so well, let's finish. So anyway, the, uh, the other other two, uh, I, 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 I like them both. They're, they're really, both really good beers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the uh, the dryness in the Genesee. I think it's more uh, what I, in my mind, uh, is a more of a classic uh, cream ale. Mm-hmm. The uh, spotted cow to me is uh, much more estuary and fruity, and uh, 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 more like a Blondale kind of feel to it than a than a cream ale. Mm-hmm. Uh, opposite of what I the opposite said. of what you said yeah. in terms of the right. Fruitiness. Yeah, and the, and the attenuation. Okay. Okay. So it's up to me to <laughs> yeah. really uh, to tie it up. Come down on one side or the other, or we could have a three-way tie. <laughs> you could go for the six-point. That's right. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think on the six-point, um, you know, if it's 30-something IBUs, I don't taste 30-something IBUs in there. Do you? Anybody get uh, that? No, but it's a, uh, it's a pretty good-sized beer, right? No, it's five point something. No, I don't think I do either. Right, so I think that no. perhaps this sample is a little older, mm-hmm. and uh, therefore I think you know some of that that bittering is dropped. I, th- I think maybe oh. we'd think much more of it as a calcom, and uh, if uh, you know if if the the bittering was was more there, more present, and. Uh, uh, and it had some some more hop character to it. I mean, Calcom, and I, I usually expect some hop character. It's got a quite a bit of a caramelly uh, thing going on, so inappropriate for cream ale. I'm not saying that you know. Again, we you know six point probably not trying to make a cream ale, so uh, it just got called a cream ale by somebody at some point, and it's not really a cream ale because of the caramel character that's in there and the color and all that. And if it had 35 IBUs, way too hoppy for, I mean, perhaps like a, uh, you know, pre-prohibition type of cream ale. Perhaps that's what they're going for. Okay. But again, I don't know that it would have quite that much caramelly going on. Uh, but the IBUs could be supported by that. But then you'd think it would be higher uh, ABV as well. Yeah. The Genesee and the Spotted Cow. I think both are excellent examples of uh, cream ale. 
I think that uh, both were quite fresh. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, the Jenny cream ale is a better cream ale than the Spotted Cow. Uh-huh. I'm not saying, you know, one's a better beer than the other. I'm saying one's a better example of the style. The Jenny is, that's the style right there. Okay. And this is one of the things that I think is important to point out is that when you were talking before about making a lager, you know, just make a, a light lager versus making a cream ale. A lot of times when a, a American light lager is made, it is, uh, you know, you get these, and, and it's not done well, you get these these esters that are really just unpleasant. And you get these fusels that are unpleasant. It's it's a not a pleasant estery kind of character. It's unpleasant. And when you do it instead with the ale yeast, the esters that are there are actually kind of pleasant. And you don't get that fusely, you don't get any of that. You're getting more of a nice, characterful version of uh, light lager. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yep. so yeast that's isolated to do well at ale temperatures. Right, right. right. So it gives, still gives a lager character. Versus trying to do a lager as an ale and all that, I think it's it's nicer when it's done this way. Okay. So I, I think that that's one of the advantages to cream ale over making not making a great light lager. Uh, you know, the cream ale is a little uh, little easier and, and the, the ester profile is a little more pleasant. Uh, I also thought that the Jenny was a bit drier than the New Glarus. I mean, the New Glarus has maybe more IBUs. Hmm. I'm kind of getting that and maybe a little bit more something in there that's... Probably a little more giving, ABV as well. I'm... Giving a little dryness to it. Whereas the Jenny has got the fruitiness and... And less IBUs, and it's coming across maybe a little sweeter, but it seems a little drier. Okay. So it's, you know, I, I could go either way, but I see what you're saying with the uh, the dryness of the finish of the spotted cow. Yeah. Yeah, I get it in the middle of the mouth is where I get the sweetness. Right. But it's more of a perception than an actual attenuation. You know? Right. It's hard to say. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's why I, I went back, and that's why I was, I was huh, because hmm. uh, I, I was... I was you know, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. But I think I would I would uh, side with Tasty, and I would say that the Jenny is the number one, and the uh, New Glarus is the number two. Sweet Action is going to have to come in at number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I enjoy Sweet Action coming in at number two, but um, <laughs> we're going to have Sweet Action is going to have to come in at number three. Any uh, action is good as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it, yeah. Sweet Action anywhere I can get it. Um, in the number one or the number two, uh, but uh, <laughs> right. we don't think it's a we don't think it's a, what I'm dealing yeah. a cream ale, <laughs> or at least not a modern interpretation of cream ale. Well, I'm but, glad uh, I could live up to my amateur yeah. position <laughs> right here right. on the program. Hey, you Get know, I'll let you in a little secret. It doesn't really matter what you do or we say. You, you know, <laughs> we're we're going to make sure you fail no matter what. This is. Yeah. This is part of the role that, that, that you're filling in for today. Got it. Okay. Uh, you know, without Plissé here or Moscow. Yeah, you're going to be the brunt of everything. There's, there's pretty much nobody for uh, Tasty and I to pick on but you. Fair enough. There you go. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll tell you what. I bet you, I bet you, at the, if you want to taste a great uh, uh, cream ale example. Or several of them. You taste at the AHA conference yeah, in uh, San Diego coming yeah. up, huh? Yep. 
No, they're they, first off, they're going to have a the world's largest homebrew competition finals being judged there. Yeah. And then a lot of those, every time I go down there, somebody's wandering along and they're like, hey, <laughs> you want to try like my Munich Dunkel? I'm like, yeah, sure. Oh, freaking excellent. I've tasted so many great beers at the AHA conference that homebrewers have. I love it. I love going. And uh, that's one of the main reasons I am a lifetime AHA member. Nice. Lifetime. Lifetime. Nice. So uh, I'll be there in uh, San Diego. Great. Well, if you don't get some disease when you're in... Uh no, I'm going before. Oh, before that's right. before. And oh, see then. Oh, good. Well, it'll be your last hurrah. Then I'll get diseased, or maybe yeah. I'll take some some homebrewer disease from the conference <laughs> with you to Japan. Oh yeah, South give them Korea. a treat. Yeah, yeah. great. Yeah, all that There's beer some, tasting. Some some disease that they're not familiar with. Yeah, herpes. They are the only property to have that. <laughs> Listen, I've discovered you can catch just about anything at club night. So you yeah. might. Uh, that's right. At, uh, and yeah. you know, just reach under somebody's toga. Yeah, God knows what you could catch. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going also, of course. Uh, the whole BN crew will be there, and I do know that tickets are still available, so you should go also. The last time the conference was in San Diego, it was one hell of a cool concert uh, conference, and I think mm-hmm. it's going to be uh, even better this time around. Yeah, if you if you haven't signed up, if you haven't been before, you absolutely got to go. Yeah. I mean, you know, San Diego, one, is a beautiful place, and two, it is one of the greatest beer events you're ever going to you're ever going to come across and there's all sorts of other beer events that are there as well yeah the bn bn 10 anniversary party there's yeah uh all sorts of side tours to all the breweries yeah come a day uh, early stay a day late there's all kinds oh. of things to do in san diego yeah you could spend an extra week there yeah. and uh it's not that expensive to get to there's plenty of good rooms yeah uh come on by ahaconference.org if you want to buy tickets. And then for the Brewing Network 10th anniversary combined with White Lab's 20th anniversary, 30 years of combined craft beer, Jamil, you can go to bna10.com for tickets to that. Yeah. Can you combine those? I guess you can. <laughs> I like to. It's, a, right. it's an old marketing trick, you know? An old marketing <laughs> trick. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I see. That's right. I don't expect to pay. Uh, you know, <laughs> this is, I think, I think I, I want to get in for free on this one. Uh, you know what? You may have finally earned it. Okay. This, okay. After nine right. years of paying for the anniversary party <laughs> ticket, Jamil, I might give you a comp this uh, Every 10th one free. You get every 10th one free. Yeah. I will be there. <laughs> I guarantee I will be there. I will see you all there. So don't, uh, don't fail to show up. Excellent. All right, let's take another short break. When we come back, we are going to kind of get into how you brew a great uh, cream ale right after this. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. 
A few things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP, and the Internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and the gadget guy Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit Visit the store in Dublin, California, and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature March pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. BN Army, I'm here to talk seriously for a second. You all are partially responsible for something explosive, and it's time you answer for it. Moonlight Meadery is exploding. Yeah, exploding across the country. Wait, they just landed in Australia with insane quality meads. With nearly 70 different varieties of mead on the market, Moonlight Meadery has blown up the mead category and completely reinvented it. Seriously? What? Seriously. What? You're paying money for that watered-down mead when you could have a Moonlight Mead? Moonlight Meads explode with quality and flavor. They're a party in a bottle. Did someone say party? If you want mead and want the best, you want meads from Moonlight Meadery and will accept nothing less. And now get 15% off by going to MoonlightMeadery.com forward slash BNArmy and use coupon code BNArmy at checkout. Hey, sign me up for that party. Now back to Jamil, Tasty, and Chicken Boy. This is Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. During the break, you missed uh, Tasty going to the bathroom. Uh, yep. Justin and I. In this uh, empty can. Talking about uh, worthless employees. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> how much we like the uh, the Jenny Cream Ale and the New Glarus. Yeah, good beer. Yeah, and, uh, very refreshing. Yeah, the, the, the sweetness of the Jenny. Uh, and the, 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 you know, the dryness of the new Glarus, but you know, the Jenny possibly being better attenuated and, you know, it's more of an ingredient thing. And also, you know, the Jenny comes across so sweet with all the, that fruitiness and uh, very low IBU, uh, hopping. Yeah, very easy to drink. And so, just point, and I'll, I just wanted to mention, cause I didn't think about it before until we were talking about it is the sweetness of the Jenny is also in the aroma. 
Mm-hmm. And and yeah, I think when you then combine that with the sweetness of the flavor, right. that's where I you know I right. think I get that impression of under attenuated, not under attenuated, not mm-hmm. as attenuated as the other. Oh yeah, yeah. there's a big a big difference between under attenuated and sweet. So yeah. you know alcohols can be sweet and all this, and you know under attenuation, that's one of the things that drives me crazy. You get this kind of. Uh, unfinished kind of character to beer mm-hmm. and i see that more and more as as you go around places and and you know small little breweries are popping up some of them do fantastic are absolutely wonderful breweries and there's you know a number of them that aren't attenuating their beers enough and a lot of times it's because they're not keeping a pitch going they'll you know grow up a homebrew pitch mm-hmm. you know size vial into something and then they'll pitch that and then either they'll hold on to that yeast and that yeast loses viability and then they pitch again and, you know, at some later point and they're just not getting good enough attenuation. In terms of healthy yeast, they're under pitching. Uh, right, right. Yeah. And, you know, in uh, most commercial breweries, what's going on is you're brewing using the same yeast every every week, you know, or every day. Mm-hmm. And you're, you know, constantly harvesting fresh yeast and pitching fresh yeast, and you're really on top there's of volumes it. of it too. You're over pitching, probably. Uh, uh, not necessarily. I mean, you, I mean, you, 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 you can you, control you, that. Yeah, you target a certain amount, but yeah. you could you could pitch plenty. Yeah, plenty. Um, and I think uh, you know a, a lot of times uh, these smaller breweries will brew something and then they'll wait and then maybe they'll brew again or they do a different yeast and so they're growing something up each time and. If you're not really good at growing up yeast, um, you can run into some problems there and yeah. attenuation and clarity problems. And uh, you see that a lot. You see that a lot. Um, well, one uh, of the things in, in uh, new breweries of any size is that getting the correct pitch size. I mean, mm-hmm. it's expensive to get a, a pitch size right. uh, that matches matches your uh, your fermenter size. Yeah. So yep. it's, it's really tempting to uh, under pitch, right. not drastically, right. but... Under pitch in their initial batches and to we, uh, we pay make it up later on. Fifteen hundred dollars, sixteen hundred dollars for a pitch. Yeah, right. of course, I don't go with the stock size. I go with double the stock size. Uh, hmm. You know. Oh. Uh, you know, if it's something that isn't in our regular lineup, I can go with whatever the size they I recommend see. is. But for our regular lineup, for our core beers, I buy a double pitch. And that's with. for a 60 or 120 uh, barrel? I'll, you know, we'll start with a 30-barrel batch, 30. but I'll buy a 60-barrel pitch. Okay. W- with all that you know about yeast, why don't you buy the normal pitch and double it yourself? Uh, a couple of reasons. Um, you know, it's it's a fair amount of labor and materials to, to do that, and mm. it takes time and, you know, requires some place to do that uh, equipment-wise. So... Um, it's just, you know, something I don't want to mess with. You know, I could grow something up from, you know, a white labs vial, but the problem is, you know, the, the time it consumes and all that, you know, that's, and you're also paying for expertise because you can grow up yeast and you can really mess up the yeast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've, I've actually purchased yeast from other suppliers I've had really good luck with White Labs and Y Yeast. Mm-hmm. And I've purchased some yeast from some other suppliers that um, other people have had good luck with, but I've had yeast that wouldn't flocculate. I've had yeast that wouldn't attenuate. I had all sorts of problems. And when I compared that to White Labs and Y Yeast, it's night and day. 
And okay. so you can grow cells, but the resulting yeast that you have is it can perform the way that you expect. And so for me, it's just not worth trying to save any money and have somebody do it cheaper or do it cheaper myself. Okay. It's better. I mean, it's so important to me that the beer be perfect. Yeah. That consistent. Yeah. And, you know, that's what I rely on, uh, you know. Okay. Mainly White Labs to, to do for us. Got it. You get what you pay for. Right. And, you know, and I think, you know, this style, the uh, cream ale, you can't afford to have yeast that won't flocculate. You can't have, afford to have yeast that won't attenuate well. You can't have yeast that won't perform well under colder colder temperatures. So, uh, a big deal right there. Uh, this is the point in the show where we go around and uh, uh, I give a recipe. We ask Scott if he has a recipe, which the answer is no because he's only brewed like two beers. <laughs> Do you ask him every show, though, anyway? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, so Justin, yeah, have you brewed a cream ale? So I have. Ah, look at this! <laughs> it's a miracle. Good timing on this one, right? Although there's not a U two concert tonight, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or I'd be out of here, man. Yeah, didn't be here at all. Hey, I had good seats last night. Oh, I mean, too. How how good were they? Look at, I'll tell you how good they were. The uh, half of the Giants team came. They're they, sitting with you. They were ten rows behind, behind me. <laughs> That's how good my seats to the concert were last night. <laughs> So I have brewed a cream ale. Uh, it was years ago, so unfortunately I don't remember too much about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do know it was basically just a recipe from my local homebrew shop. Mm-hmm. And then this is the one that I dry hopped on my own, so it didn't come out as a... So I'm just looking up the recipe really quick uh, You know, from my local. Uh, I do know that it had uh, a mixture of uh, pale malt, pilsner malt, and then um, flaked maize mm-hmm. was in it. And I don't remember what percentage that was, but I know there was some flaked maize in there. Um, yeah, and then the rest of it, you know, it was like a 18 IBU beer. It was pretty low, and except right. for whatever perceived IBUs I added with that dry hopping. There you go. So, any yeah. any simple sugar or no, no, not at all. Just the blend of pale pilsner and the flaked mace. Uh-huh. What did you? How did you ferment it? Do you remember? I think I just used a simple cal ale yeast mm-hmm. because back then I was I just used cal ale for everything. Mm-hmm. Frankly, I almost use it for everything now, too. Uh, so uh, I wasn't doing starters. I know that. So I probably took two vials of Cal Ale yeast, threw it in there, and fermented it at 68. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, that's not true. I was talking to you a lot about beers then and Doc. I think I fermented it colder down at like 64 mm-hmm. uh, because mm-hmm. you guys were both telling me, hey, Cal Ale's going to do it no matter what, mm-hmm. and it'll be a little cleaner that way. Mm-hmm. And even though the cream ale's supposed to have some esters and stuff, I, I remember I was specifically going for a pretty clean mm-hmm. beer mm-hmm. and then just dry hop it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think I fermented cold at like 64. Now, when you say you use Cal Ale for just about everything nowadays... <laughs> Are you talking about like hair care or, you know, yeast mask for your pores? You're certainly not talking about brewing. Uh, well, it's a digestive. It's good. It you know, uh-huh, helps uh-huh. me. It helps clean okay. me out. Okay. No, well, I beard, I, beard, <laughs> I brewed a beer at he Heretic beard. not too long ago. That's, oh, that's right. On, on homebrew day that we did there. That's right. So you got somebody from Quaff to, to brew a beer and you. Mike you, Sardina. You, yes. And you were, you were there 
watching him. I, I mean, did. I, mean, I did all, pretty much all the work. It was my system. He took oh, all the hard. Uh-huh. He did all the hardware and process. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. That's I right. fermented the. beer. I listen. That's uh-huh. my beer, and Mike was my assistant. Mike was your lackey. So we taste <laughs> it, right. then they'll go like, oh, "Mike made a shitty." Oh, yeah, that's right. exactly what I'll do. Right. Make um, sure to taste that one at uh, at the NHC coming up. It's now, Mike pretty much did the recipe, and he suggested Calio. We stuck oh. with Calio on that one too. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So. All right. Well, there you go. You've shown me up. See? There you go. Man, you're much tougher uh, nut to crack than uh, Moscow. Yeah, okay. And Moscow just pretty much, you know, folds like a over. house of cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just bends over and he takes it in the number two spot. I got nothing. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. That's his response. I got nothing. <laughs> Tasty. I got nothing. You got nothing? I never made a cream ale. Never made I a cream my, ale. I went through my archives and uh, there you not go. there. Well... Well, I guess well. I had another beer in that hybrid category. I guess I was, what else is in hybrid category? Uh, Cal Common? Yeah, Cal Common. I always entered that, that beer. Ah, uh, there, there you go. Now, Jay-Z, I know you brewed this beer because yes. you brewed every style, but you yeah. only brewed it because you were brewing every style also, right? Like you didn't brew it for some <laughs> other occasion. <laughs> True. Okay, just checking. Uh, yeah, That's uh, what we call uh, a competition uh, whore. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, don't deny that. Uh, a style whore. I was really right. trying. Style whore, right? I was trying to brew every style so I could learn. It well, was it was a learning process. Learned. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's a having, having sex in every position. Then it's you know a learning which one you process. Like. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's not it's not it's got nothing. I mean which nothing twelve to do. you like, yes. Right. Like beer. Right. Twelve. Yeah. Right, right. So, so I, now, I only ask that because I just think it's a pretty uncommon beer for people to brew on their own, don't you no, think? No, I, I think people brew it, you know, okay. and usually what they're doing is, oh, I got this friend who likes, you know, yeah, for uh, wedding or light or, yeah, and, oh, you know, my all my friends drink, you know, macro lager, so I'll yeah. make this for them. Mm-hmm. And what, what I say to that is, screw them. You know, brew what you like, yeah, and they drink, can drink what you like or not drink at all. That's, yeah, good that's call. pretty much what it boils down to. Now, if it was like free to brew it and you gave it to them, then all right. <laughs> right. Um, but no, I, I brewed it a, a few times. And initially, I think I, I probably brewed it because, you know, like, well, you know, my neighbors, you know, they need like a light, uh, you know, uh, ale to drink. And, and then yeah. it pretty quickly dawned on me like why am i doing this right you know i'll just brew what i like and then they could just bring something with them if they <laughs> want to drink what they beer if they need to yeah. yeah i mean you go to somebody's house and you go oh, i'm sorry that toilet paper isn't quite right uh, <laughs> you know and then you stock the six ply instead of the uh the half ply that i use <laughs> uh for me uh let's see here uh starting gravity is 1050 uh finishing you're looking for uh 1009 Almost 80% attenuation on this thing. You want that thing to uh, attenuate well, be snappy dry. Not, not to jump can. the gun here, but what yeast would that be uh, giving you that sort of uh, 80? Uh, you can do this with uh, Cal Ale. Cal Ale do that? I okay. think you can do it. At what yeah. temp? Or the, uh, or the, uh, the Y yeast uh, 1056. All right, cool. Um, you know, there's other, I, I think, you know, some of those East, Ca- East Coast Ale yeasts will do it as well. Okay. I think you can... Uh, uh, you know, there's, there's maybe is, uh, you know, some of the, the Pac-Man, uh-huh. yeah, some of the San Diego yeast. Yeah. I think all that's good. Okay. I, I think, you know, part of the problem with Cal Ale is you don't get enough of that estuary character. Yeah. However, you got to be careful about having too much ester, too much corn, things like that in these beers because 
a lot of the judges aren't necessarily looking for. Some of them are. It's, it's, a, it's a tough tough category to crack. Right. IBU should get an 18 IBU using the regular formula, 3 SRM. Uh, you know, you know, look how light and, uh, you know, straw color yeah. those things are. Right. Uh, this will be a 5.4% ABV. Uh, start yourself off with uh, 4.75 pounds uh, continental pilsner malt. Uh, the uh, another 4.75 uh, with American two row, and then um, you're going to use a pound of uh, rice flakes in mine, and then uh, three quarter pound of uh, cane sugar, corn sugar. Uh, you could do flake maize. You could do corn. Uh, flake corn. Uh, I like the flake rice because, again, um, it mitigates the sweetness. I think I get a little crisper kind of uh, character. But if um, you're supposed to get a little, you know, a moderate amount of corn flavor in the yeah. beer, yeah. are you getting it then from somewhere else, that flavor, or you're just sort of omitting it in this no, recipe? No, just omitting it. But, okay. I mean, you could do you can do corn, um, definitely. And it, I think, you know, it really depends. If I was more East Coast brewing and entering in competition, I think I'd go corn. I think if you're doing more West Coast, I think maybe I'd do rice. Okay. Uh, I did both. I've done corn and I've done rice. And, uh, you know, the recipes I give are the ones that won the most or won the best. And out here it was rice, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, hops, uh, I'd use uh, Liberty um, was one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, but you could use almost anything. So, well, I am at, uh, you know. Uh, and uh, one ounce at 60 minutes gives you a 16.4 IBU. Uh, and I, I I went with a half ounce at the last minute just to give you a hint of the uh, the hot flavor. Mm. Now. That's a hint, a half ounce. Yeah, that's, you know, that's in there. Uh, you could easily omit that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you're, you're kind of going modern edge if you throw in the, uh, the little last bit of hops there. And then uh, uh, mash temperature, 149 Fahrenheit, uh, ferment at uh, 65 uh, Fahrenheit, 18C. And uh, you want to carbonate, you know, at least two and a half volumes. Uh, you know, they say high carbonation in the uh, the style guides. I wouldn't really put it past, you know, 2.7, uh, 2.8. Yeah, Those yeah. I've had, I don't recall them yeah. being particularly. I mean, the, Jenny, the Jenny's fairly carbonated. Yeah, but not, uh, but I don't. Think I think it's, it's about two and a half. Yeah, uh, yeah. Two, two, two seven maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Um, you know, not not much more than that. I don't. I don't really consider it high. Maybe high for, you know, a little bit high for an ale. But uh, that's about it. Like John says, uh, and then drink. Yeah. Yeah. Repeat. <laughs> and repeat. Yes. All right. Let's do this. Let's take one more short break. When we come back, we'll wrap up with uh, our final thoughts. About cream ale and how to get your cream on after this. Adventures in Homebrewing have the knowledge and expertise to craft their own gear and original recipes. Some of the things Homebrewing.org creates and manufactures in-house are the Brutus brew stands and propane burners, the serial killer adjustable two-roller grain mill with seven-pound hopper, custom stainless steel false bottoms designed to fit kegels, coolers, and mini-sized brew pots. The brewers at Adventures in Homebrewing have designed a huge selection of original recipes for extract and all-grain brewing. Adventures in Homebrewing original recipes are 
are tried and tested, proven to be of the best quality. And right now, Adventures in Homebrewing is shipping 24 of their best recipes for free. Visit homebrewing.org for the most current selection. Once you try one of Adventures in Homebrewing recipes, you'll keep coming back for more. And now, it's even easier with free shipping on these kits. Brewing Network listeners receive 10% off their homebrewing.org orders when they use coupon code IPA at checkout. See terms and conditions for full details. If you don't know Yeast Man, you're missing out. White Labs Yeast Manager, Yeast Man, is available free to any brewer. Yeast Man is your direct link to White Labs Yeast Production Facility. Yes, you can check yeast availability, and yes, you can place an order, but Yeast Man is much more. View yeast quality control and analytical reports. See your big QC day entries and reports. Get access to the entire White Labs catalog, specials on overruns of freshly made yeast, and customized options for your account. Yeastman is the only real-time online ordering in the business connected directly to factory production. Yeastman is always on and always live. It's the largest online marketplace for specialty brewer's yeast and related products. Visit yeastman.com today and tap directly into White Labs' production facility. Gonna brew? Yeast man to the rescue. Beer tasting games that train your palate, a brewery locator, and the brand new interactive beer style guide. These are just a few of the awesome things you'll find on craftbeer.com. The style guide is a beautiful example of technology in beer. Browse beer style families or turn on the automatic beer style finder and explore beer through color, bitterness, ABV, aroma, and flavor. It's really the coolest way to explore every beer style besides having them all in front of you. Go to craft beer.com and click on beer styles to start the guide plus enjoy the rest of craftbeer.com the brewers banter blogs beer education how to host a beer tasting and the invaluable draft quality manual tons of great content that makes your beer better visit the new craftbeer.com right now and explore the website that brings you all the passion camaraderie and creativity of the craft beer community craftbeer.com celebrating the best of american beer since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to MoreBeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Now back to Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. Enjoying uh, a fine uh, fine afternoon at the uh, Hop Grenade. Enjoying some good beer. Enjoying uh, uh, good stories. Uh, during the break, you missed uh, Justin telling stories about his... Uh, his adventures to uh, beer gardens in Sacramento. Yeah. Yes. I and, thought it was funny. <laughs> and guy the guy in front of us goes, uh, 
goes to the bartender. Uh, I'll take a heretic uh, evil cousin, I think it was. Uh, we don't have that. All right, I will have a heretic evil twin. Uh, we don't have any heretics, sir. Shit. <laughs> what do you have that's like heretic? <laughs> so he just, that's all I wanted. Yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's a believer. It was, oh, a, yeah. it was a proud moment for me, yes. Jamil. There you go. No. Uh, yes, I'm not sure where you saw me in Sacramento, but I was <laughs> yeah. quite disappointed when they did not. No, it wasn't you because he had nice tan skin and <laughs> even uh, an even complexion. He did not have the Michael Jackson disease. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. He did try to touch me, but everything else was not like you. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, let's see. Do we have any questions from the chat? You can actually listen live. You can actually call in. You can call in on 888-401-BEER. We have not done that in so many years. We didn't mention the number until just right. then. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I completely forget to mention the number, but you could, in theory, dial in. So, yeah. There you go. Yeah. And there are some folks in the chat uh, just by hitting the chat now button. Yeah. So we did have a question come through. Uh, I think something we touched on a little early in the show. And um, Nate Brews in the chat wants to know, could you do this with a reasonable charge of Saz hops and then make something like a bohemian cream ale and still be in style? Hmm. Well, if you keep the IBUs, you know, below the threshold, like within the range, right, right, right. I, I think you could was, use, you know, Chinook would probably be in the style. Yeah, if it was subtle enough. Yeah. But um. But yeah, if you use yeah, I think I think if you if Amarillo you, or something, you're going to get right. But I think the idea of a Bohemian cream ale, kind That's of great. like a cross between a cream ale yeah. and like a Bohemian pilsner or a German pilsner, um. Yeah, you know, it would be kind of fun. Yeah. Every lager have a, should have an ale version, right? Some way to make an ale version of that lager. Right. So, so let me ask this. What about from a judging uh, standpoint? If Would a judge take a, a, a bohemian style, even if the IBUs were low? It's a spicier hop rather than a fruity hop. Mm -hmm. And are the judges looking for something fruity and might ding it because they're not getting that out of the hops? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. I mean, you're looking for something that's... Uh, you know, if there's any hop character, it has to be kind of background. Yeah. Uh, you know, like the Jenny Cream Ale, you know, as it warms up, you get a little bit of the malt, you get a little bit of the graininess. Um, you know, it's subtle. It's, you know, kind of a hidden thing in there. Okay. You know, get it when it's quite cold. All right. Good question. And uh, great beers. Thank you m so much to everyone for... Uh, uh, sending us in beers yeah, it made and, a uh, great, big difference. Thank you. Yeah, to uh, Nick, uh, who's who's Homer. We lost. Uh, thank you and sorry again. And then James and Gary all sent in beer. Excellent. Um, yeah. Also, Nick apparently isn't on the show because he had a baby this week. Oh, well, he did. Oh, oh, well, I've done that must have hurt, Nick. Slacker that must have hurt. <laughs> yeah, the, your holes aren't that big. Well, whatever. <laughs> get that sewed up, and we'll, we'll get you back on. <laughs> Another time. Yeah. Well, and, uh, you know, if you like stuff like this, make sure you check out our fine sponsors. Check out Northern Brewer, especially. They're, uh, you know, they've been sponsored for a long time. Northernbrewer.com. Uh, they're paying for this show so you don't have to. And also, if you like uh, this stuff, check out the Brewing Network store. Brewingnetwork.com slash store. There's goodies in there, hats and hoodies and glassware and growlers and... Uh, all sorts of stuff that when you buy that, it all goes to the bottom line of the Brewing Network and keeps paying for shows like this. So you get goodies and you help the show. So uh, don't don't uh, don't slack off on that. Until then, everybody, brew strong and often.